just want to thank everyone out there who's showed their support towards the podcast. It's been absolutely amazing. And if you've got any mates out there who've uh, got a few proper true yarns and uh, or someone who you know who's a mad dog who might want to come on and spin a few to us, uh, send it through. And uh, if you do one favour for me that would be absolutely incredible, click on the proper true yarn podcast, go to your settings of that and uh, hit auto download because we all know how uh, terrible the phone service in Australia is and I hate the old episode be cut short due to um, terrible phone service. So if you get that auto downloaded, um, we'll be all good to go and there'll be no interruptions. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Did that really fucking happen? This ripper bloke called Knuckles, some call him the big knuck, spinning stories tall and true that'll make you say, holy fuck, the cities to the outback on the highway or the farm, crack a cold one with Knuckles and tell us a proper true yarn. Welcome back to the Proper True Yarn Podcast, the show <laughs> which we extract the maddest and the wildest yarns from the best people around the world and I'm here up, in, we're up in Townsville, big horse and uh, literally big fucking horse. Yeah. Old Rex owner himself, the man with the plan that they don't call Stan. Stan's a subscription <laughs> cross that I'm not willing to pay, so. Exactly, <laughs> and uh, he, he nicknamed Onion because it'll bring fucking tears to your eyes. Bloody oath. And, uh, mate, I think we need to round off a bit of, like, everyone thinks, oh, there's so many bikes out there that think, oh, oh fucking lucky bike. He's, he's a male jiggler, he just gets a turn up and just do what he does and... I think you need to give a, a bit of insight of the other background of um, the adversities around it as well. Yeah, the other side of the coin, the, the people the, that don't consider, I e- suppose. Exactly right, mate. Like the, the things that people, oh, you know, it's uh, he, is, he paid rope. You know, there's so many blokes out there that actually tried to pull one that would dream to be paid to do it. 100%. So, mate, I, I think that you should um, give a little bit of insight or if you'd like to into the, the adversities or... Or the shit side of the coin. Yeah, there's so many factors that like a lot of people don't really, I wouldn't say understand, but so don't consider. Like you, yeah, you're paid to do something, you know. And there's a, there's a very big element there that a lot of people um, either don't understand or just wouldn't consider within the job. And that's the biggest thing is like being able to emotionally switch off. That's the hardest part. Like you're there, you're there to do something that you're paid for. You're there to deliver a service, whether it be sexual or you know, as an as company or just to give some sort of um, false sense of companionship to other people. So even even take all the old sexual side out of the whole show. So there's times at which you are expected to be in rooms or situations to be to be the said partner. 100%. Um, and, and to adhere to the rules to be someone that they would like to have on their arm. Yeah. So delve into a little bit of the non-sexual side, mate, or a situation being in where you actually had to be the um, said partner of the person, if you know what I mean. Like, Yeah. So a uh, perfect example is like I had to go to a lot of like, um, I had to go to a lot of like conferences and like a few meetings here and there and whatnot and like, you know, just basically socialise within her her work friend group, you know. Yeah. Um, the hardest part actually for, 
for me personally was was not the conversation part of it, was not being able to fabricate a tie that didn't seem weird to them. Like, because obviously, like, our situation and our agreement was never broadcast to anyone else that, that I know of. Yeah. Um, it certainly wasn't on my behalf, but it, the hardest part was, like, being able to fabricate and stay within that fabrication of, like, how how we met, you know, like our, you know, our involvement with each other on a day-to-day basis. Like it was very, um, yeah, it felt very fabricated. And the hardest part was is like it's not that you felt like you were living a lie. It was more the fact that you had to, you had to like keep up with the small details that you'd had given. That she had given, not yourself. Yeah, yeah, basically. So like it's – and you had to be ready within every moment for any like situational comment they had to make because you basically had to roll with it because the hardest part was too because like even though some things were either A, felt cringe to you or like it just went against your fucking morals with like a statement or a situation – the hardest part was that you had to ditch everything that you knew biologically as yourself as a person that, like, felt right to you. If there was a situation or a comment made that just didn't make you feel right, you were being paid to fucking agree with whatever the fuck's being said, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's just for me personally. Like, you, you probably could have been other people in that situation be like, oh, no, you know, my morals are my morals. Like, that's no. But at the same time, you're being paid for a service. You're being paid for a company. You know what I mean? And yep. the thing that I had to separate from it, the whole thing was the emotional side because if you got any emotional attachment or whatnot, then you'll start finding yourself doing things that you aren't required for, like you're doing things on your own pro rata and the problem is you give yourself false hope and thinking that you're going to transpire something from, um, you know, a thing that you're paid to do basically. So then that was a hard part for me to, to grasp because like I feel emotion very hard but... That's the flip of the coin of having AS. I actually am very emotionally disconnected in a lot of things. So it was really good to be able to play those two parts into what I was doing. But the hardest part for me was deciding when the money I was making was good, but like how long is this going to be for? Is this a permanent thing? Is this a hobby? Is this a job? Is this something I want to go for? It was just it come to this point in my time where it just this, this like flash of light hit me and went, the trade of money for your, your social well-being and your your social life back where you have a permanent part in yep. just wasn't worth it. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, there was a very hard conversation at one point in time where I said, you know, like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm happy to do this maybe one or two more times after this, but, like, this is the point where I've had enough. Yep. And it's like, and I, like trying to explain that it's not personal was actually the hardest part, actually. Yeah. yeah right. Very hard to explain that. And, and uh, the said lady, she took it to heart, even though it's legitimately a business transaction between two people. Yep. And I think that's why, from everything I've understood, everything that I've heard along the grapevine is that it gets to a point where they actually feel more than the business transaction. 100%. That, that's, uh, that's occurring. And that's where. So it was hard for her to to give that separation or hear to hear from you the yell well, fuck. Yep. Um, I'm paying this guy money to be with me. Now all of a sudden he doesn't want to be with me. Yeah, like it's not enough, basically. It's, it's not enough. And, and and you're being paid well. But that would be hard for any anyone to know. It's hard when you're not fucking paying someone and they break your heart. Yep. Let alone when you are physically paying them a lot of you know, a lot of money and you're taking them places and they just have to said be an actor, 
that would that be fucking hard from her point of view too, mate. Hundred like, percent to to cop that and go, well, fuck. What what more do I have to do as a person to fuck this bloke's here? He's getting paid well. He's a young fella. He's swinging up his arms. I'm taking him all around the world. Everything's fucking sweet. Yeah, that that would be hard on her. Like like it's hard on you mentally, but also that'd be hard on her, that lady herself too, mate. Oh, hundred like, percent. I think the thing that I tried to. So the first thing that I thought, my first point was how she's going to perceive it. I thought she'd perceive it well, but I, yeah, I wasn't actually, I wasn't prepared to the depth that she'd think about things. Um, and it actually took me probably about six to eight months after our last, like, last encounter um, from that particular point in time because I have seen her a couple of times since then. Transactionally or just as mates? No, 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 just as mates actually. Yeah, yeah just as mates because, like, that part of me, like, I've, I feel like I've, like, fully buried and done with it, you know. Like, yeah, it was definitely. Like, it was like a, it was a life experience, basically. And and, and there's a lot of people uh, that have done a lot of things in their life that um, early in their days that that fucking have given up that part of their life, mate. And and they're kudos to you, bros. That you yeah. you know like you could fucking easily delve back into it. Honestly, like you know you say you're not a good looking racer, you say you got no chat, but you know fuck me, dad. Yeah, when when you're sporting what you're sporting, and you do have good chat, bros. So I, and I can see where you go, well, fuck. Especially when times are tough and the bit of adversity, you go, well, fuck, what do I do at this point in my time? I could go back here easily, but fuck it, I'm going to I'm gonna climb this mountain, I'm going to get it done, I'm just going to fucking do what I do. And, yeah, so, no, mate, and honestly, Curtis, to you, mate, for being the person you person. Thank you. So, yeah, just uh, it comes to that point in time where I have basically, yeah, tell her that, um, you know, this is, this is how I'm feeling, this is where I want to go from here and this point in my life and... I think the hardest part for me personally was being able to try and explain to her that it's no it's no personal grudge or dig on like herself as a person. Yeah. Which she took very hard, you know. And as you pointed out before, like, you know, you you're paying for the service. Like, why is this not enough? And then instantly go, like, well, okay, well the money side's there eliminated, it must be me. Yeah. You know? Um, and even the offer of more money was sort of put in front, I suppose. And like I never took that. And it was just it was really hard. It took about eight, it actually took about probably eight months to maybe close to a year to actually get it to realize that it wasn't like it wasn't a personal um, issue. It wasn't like uh, it wasn't like an offset of feelings. It was just more the fact that like I wanted my fucking life back. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like even though this was actually like a quite solid part of my life for a, a, a short period of time. I personally never seen it from the beginning as a sustainable part of my life. You know, you've got a, a woman who's, you know, 11 years older than me who has no kids, is very, very career-driven but time poor, obviously, which is yeah. why I was probably in the position I was in. Yeah. Um, and even though it's just a beautiful person all around, just that didn't actually gel or fit with the current, like, you know, the mechanics of my current life. Yeah. And, like, even though... You know, for instance, people will adjust to things that they want. Yep. I would feel so fucking shit about myself that if I allowed somebody to adjust their life to suit mine to be in it and not work out, that that would kill me more than the actual fact of saying no. And that's why a lot of times I have a lot of missed opportunities throughout life. And I'm sure a lot of people are the same and probably feel in the same way. And that's just something that's a mature thing to do is just look at a situation and instead of being selfish and going for what you want, you have to make an adult decision at some point in your life and go, no, that'll be hurtful for both of us regardless of what you feel about it. No, you know what I mean? It's just that's the point in time it had come to. And, like, we've kept contact since then. 
we sort of left on good terms. It was a bit rocky at the first and whatnot. Just uh, I believe like she had a bit of trust issues as to whether I might have misused a bit of information or, or media that like we had on each other. But um, yeah, it's um, at the end of the day, you need a you need an end game, and um, I think we mm. found a healthy end game. It was a bit of a rocky end to it, but um, yeah. And I, I guess that's the thing, and I can't speak for people in that position, but if you're that career driven and you're that You've done so much and you've built yourself into this position where you've got an empire and you're an old older woman, older man, whatever you are within your realm, you can see why they would delve into that because everything they've done in life has got them to where they are and it's business transactional. So you can tell why people would then reach out to have a business transaction with someone because... A, firstly, they're not going to rock the apple cart. B, it's just a business transaction. And C, well, fuck, I've got this empire and I, this person I've just paid to uh, come along the way. Yeah. They, they're nowhere near the fucking realm of getting my empire. Oh, 100%. And a lot of people are like that, mate. So you, you understand they go so fucking hard. And as we know, mate, you blink in life and the cunt's fucking gone. The funny thing is too, these sorts of like, this is just my personal opinion again, these sorts of people um, actually struggle with um, picking up and acting on social cues. And the reason why I say that is because a lot of the things that they know in life and they do in life is very literal. They're very successful in a financial stance. They're very successful in a, you know, in, in a tangible asset stance. But like when it comes to social or even emotional or, you know, you know, the love sort of side of things, they're just absolutely lacking because of that literal sense is so strong that they don't actually know how to pick up on these sort of social cues and they don't know how to get, you know what I mean, like wedge their way into different, different like aspects of life. So they need everything to be so literal and laid out on paper that it's the only way they know how to do things. Yep. And a lot of these sort of people you'll find actually very, very successful in, you know, financially and, like, in their, their tangible assets and whatnot, but, like, just absolutely struggle to get companionship because they just, they're just so set in their ways that they don't actually know how to have... It's almost like a relationship banter. Like, I'm sure everyone out there who's had a relationship has their own, like, inside jokes and banter. Definitely. Because you've gelled with them on that level. Yep. These sorts of people that just, just don't have that, you know, that are so literal that they just, like... They're so confused when they get entered that they feel awkward and they need like something written down or an answer to be like, oh, why did that just bloody happen? And that's why I think a lot of the, the, these women, actually a lot of men, to be honest, Definitely like men, older men, older men yeah. are struggle and that's why they're getting to those sort of senses. So it's... Um, yeah. and, they also, and you can also see that something, that they're held back for what they want to say because they feel it could be misconstrued. They're fear of rejection. Yeah, fear of 100%. Fear of rejection and being misconstrued yeah. for something that it's not. Yep. And there's a massive fear of actually losing the whole castle, of the whole empire that 100%. they built their whole fucking world on. And it's not by it's not by personal experience. It's by they've seen something happen to them that is so scary that they would never ever do something to put themselves in that position. Correct. Which I mean is like that's a life lesson. That's a good thing to do. But at the same time, you can't you can't live your life fucking in fear. It is better a whoops than a what if. And you can see, like, you see a lot of, and I've even heard a lot of people go, oh, these blokes, 
they get these male prostitutes and it, it's just disgusting. It's just, well, to that person, that's a bit of connection. It's a business transaction that means nothing to them. Yep. And, and it's the closest part of companionship they could probably ever feel in their life. 100%. But unfortunately has to come from a business transaction and you, you're not a pig, you're not a terrible person. It, it's everyone's wired differently in life and um, you run your own race and you do what you do and it's probably something that I guess prostitutes or, or escorts are treated so bad. It's funny you say that and the reason why is because they see it as one transaction of a payment of money to do an action for them, right? Said service. Okay. Everything in life costs fucking money for a service. You go out to a nightclub, you have a good night out with the, with the fellas, you take your girl home, you do the deed and go home. That that interaction for you to meet that woman costs you how many drinks, costs you how much of your time Correct. to see them. Yep. Why is that any different? It's no fucking different. Why is that different? Exactly. It's it's such a stigma that people are scared of. The fact is that people that go out and, and into the sex industry that pay for it straight up don't want the fucking bullshit. They don't want their time wasted because they just they know what they're out for. They're not kidding themselves, putting themselves in a social situation where they're competing against so many other people. And like I I've, I can respect that to, a, to oh. an absolute sense. Like uh, I can, really can. Hundred percent, mate. And and that I guess that's how, when you when you step back and take a look at that industry as a whole and take that on board, you think, fuck, you have a whole new respect yep. of people within that industry, mate. 100%. Because they, um, and here's the odd thing. I have never, ever been part of that industry from the other side. Yeah. Never, ever. Ever had to, No, mate. never. It's odd. Very and, odd. And and that's and you can see why people go down that route. They... Well, literally, but they go down that track of life and they they get it done. And but yeah, and, and it's funny, and it's probably not till now that I've actually sat down with you, Rhino, that I've actually thought, fuck, there's a flip side to that situation. And you know, and it's just good to hear from both sides of the coin and, and to actually sit back and think there's two sides of the story. There's the transactional side, there's a person that's providing a service side. There's a lot of services provided in the world. 100%. On the same accord. Yeah. 100%. So, mate, yeah. And, um, and also, mate, thanks for coming on, mate, and, yeah. and giving me that insight into, I know, mate, fuck me, Dad, you, you haven't gone on road every woman in Australia or the world or whatever, but, mate, it's just good to, until today, mate, I'd never had that insight That's into, right. um, yeah, like we've spoken plenty of times back home and, and on different fucking wavelengths and a whole lot of stuff, but I've never actually delved into... Both sides of the coin, mate. So thank you very much, mate. And um, like we always say at the end of our podcast, mate, uh, if you're having drama, call out. It's my shout. And uh, keep left and less overtaking, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, in that fucking right-hand lane and that bastard won't move over. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll end it with a bit of truth serum here. we got the old shots. But, mate, in honesty, Rhino, mate, anything you ever need in life, well, apart from a big cock, you mad bastard. Um, we got one of them. Oh, fuck it. I'll, I'll look out for you. So, yeah. Cheers. Thanks, so brother. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.